0: Um, yeah, I think, um, I think once you go back and start learning through history, then you end up seeing a lot of patterns, right? Like the human race has a hundred year memory. Let's be honest. Everything just usually repeats itself, which is fucking annoying because all you got to do is understand what has happened and then you can help to like mitigate what is going to happen. But here we are doing the same shit over and over again.
1: Well, I would, I would argue that the 100-year memory problem is stronger today than it was in previous generations.
0: You mean we, stronger? The,
1: stronger in, in that we, we are less compelled to look back because we're so comfortable, mm. right? Where, whereas previous generations were still trying to desperately cultivate the lessons of the previous generations. They were carrying forward tradition. We're in a time now where it's been... Either by design or through sheer comfort, it's been lost that there are absolutely necessary um, need in the tradition. In the fact that when you're carrying forward tradition, it's not just about a particular race or religion necessarily, it's about carrying forward the collective lessons of humanity. Mm-hmm. And regardless of how far back you go, I mean, you can go very far back and you can s- start to layer that up. But I, I think if you were to look back 150 years, the, the people then understood in a much more pragmatic and, and textural way that their daily life was what it was because of the building of generations through humanity the use of tradition to move those things forward. And it seems something that everybody's nowadays, not everybody, obviously that's too much of a, uh, of a statement, but culturally, it seems socially acceptable to try to undo those things, to completely ignore the benefit and the hard work and the lessons that are in it and just say, well, here's one bad thing about it. So it's flawed. Let's throw it away. And it's like, Getting out of a working car for an idea of some other mode of transportation, you know. So that would be my that would be my argument that we're reaching to our detriment. Our our memory is much shorter than previous generations, even though we live better and longer.
0: Yeah, it's a very good point. And what doesn't make sense is because we have the internet, right? We we're accessible to so much more information, um, you know. So we can we can go back and understand as obviously history is written by the victor, right? So we don't know exactly what happened, but we can go back and somewhat understand more of what happened in history rather than 150, 300 years ago, right? It's kind of like fairy tale and then then these, um, you know, sort of tales that go by and we don't know whether they're true or not. And it's like, okay, maybe, maybe not. Now we know it's fact because we can dissect it. Obviously fact is still a little bit skeptical it's 99% sure right nothing is ever guaranteed but we know pretty much it's fact and we're still dumb <laughs> we still yeah, disguise yeah. it and be like ah, oh, no don't worry about it and then uh, another thing is travel right so you- you'll get this you travel around and like we we're speaking about culture I think it's fascinating culture is like it blows my mind every time I see someone I'm like where are you from they come up with some different place, right? Never heard of it. I was like, wow, what's that like? Tell me. Like, just keep talking. I'm going to, I'm all ears. You know what I mean? The the disregard for the culture and the traditions, right, of said cultures blows my fucking mind in the pursuit of, like, what? Intelligence?
1: Yeah, well, it... You know, everything that you said leads me into you made you made a statement that history is written by the victor agreed agreed when you're when you're talking about the, the practical steps along the way right this is what happened and this was just for these reasons, the victor says right. And so there's those types of things but below that, and it lives more in tradition from cultures are the things that are this is something that I'm going to use Jordan Peterson right away, but this is something that Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris got caught up on. And that is fact versus truth. Yeah. And I, and I really don't think it's that difficult. The analogy that I like to use is, well, you'll say is a fiction book true. And it's like, it's not factual, but the story that it conveys in its narrative is 100% true. It's been distilled down to more true than real life because it's defragmented of all the stuff that doesn't forward that premise. Right. And so an example would be if you have a a book with, you know, two characters uh, you know, Victor and Ethel, Um, Victor and Ethel aren't real people, but the way that it's written is some of the most profound aspects of two real people's lives as they could be. And so it's distilled into the thing that narrative carries, which is truth, like real truth. Again, not scientific fact, but real truth. And so I would say while while the victor can can put narrative or propaganda on top of a historical event and frame it that way, culture and tradition carries forward pragmatic truths, right? That 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 are hard to call fact scientifically but they work pragmatically very well. It's and you start to see that that becomes that becomes magnified tremendously when it's taken away. Because like like your point t- about the internet, right? You become complacent and you don't appreciate what you have and you don't utilize it until you need it, right? Until it's gone. Because well, as an example, right now I do a lot of the graphic design stuff that I do for, for Leffler Bros, my company. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have a graphic design background. So the internet becomes fucking invaluable to me to be able, I can click on a YouTube video and start at the beginning and I can spend a couple of months getting to like a, a beginner basic level in graphic design with a program on my computer. And that I can turn that into something real. And then I can turn that into an idea that helps fuel people and so I try to not be complacent about the tools that we have, right? I try to not be complacent about the fact that culture and tradition exists in some distillation of these truths for, let's say, a better life, for lack of a better term, although that, that may be debatable depending on the culture. Uh, but, but nonetheless, it's a group of people trying to distill the lessons that they've learned and advance them to future generations. So that future generations don't have to start over, they they have the benefit of their of their heritage, and when that's under attack, I'm I get I become wildly confused. Mm -hmm. I become wildly confused that that could be under attack and that anybody could treat that as anything other than destructive. Mm -hmm. You know, especially especially when you don't understand the inner workings of it, because most people that want to tear these things down don't have the slightest idea of the inner workings of it. They find like a, a ideological bent and they grab onto this one thing and they define its entirety with this, with this one minor thing. And it's like, well, you know, all things have their pros and cons, you know, when the zebra is caught by the lion, it's like terrible for the zebra, but it's pretty fucking spectacular for the lion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, so we hit a heavy idea, like right out of the fucking gate, bro. <laughs> we, we went right into like 12 feet deep. <laughs> <coughs>
0: Listen, man, I'm, I'm all about it, you know, like these, these are the type of things that just float around my mind at weird times in the day. And like, like I'm the way I kind of live is perception is reality, right? So I try and respect everybody's truths because everyone's going to see the world differently. Right. And I also had a conversation with um, like a very high psychologist. Right. And she turns around and was like, Alex, like technically everybody's truth is true. Right. And it kind of blew my mind a little bit, you know, my blonde, not academic mind. I was like, what the fuck does this even mean? Like, truth is one thing. It's right. like, no, no, no. And I, I, I thought about it for a long time. And once, once you go down that rabbit hole, you're like, OK, then you start respecting other people's opinions, truths, culture, traditions, blah, blah, blah. And to kind of catapult from your point, most of these people that will shoot it down right and wants a, a fresh slate eradication all that type of shit i've never even fucking spent any time either in the country with the people of fucking learning the traditions like zero they don't know these people right and they're just like ah no nah, let's let's get rid of that there's like even even like discrimination on a very 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 small scale of 2022 right you might get Oh, no, that's wrong. I was like, well, have you ever like spoke to these people? No. Why would I do that? I was like, I don't know. So you can fucking understand it.
1: <laughs> right. Well, right. that's the danger. That's the danger, isn't it? Is, is look, I mean, everybody has to be able to make a judgment. That's, that's the natural order of things. That's the natural world, right? If you're walking through the woods you hear a noise, you're, you're tuned to start making judgments. Okay, I'm at this distance, that sounds like something big, it's behind a tree, uh, you know, whatever. So we're, we're wired to make some level of judgment. And then we're essentially wired to work these types of judgments into whether we know it or not, something that creates like a, a frame system of a worldview. And those are like super easy to hijack, we're learning. <laughs> but, but let's say that, you know unaffected you you kind of develop develop this on your own um you 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 start to learn that you have to allow that in because if the discussion isn't there you're not actually judging in in an appropriate way you're certainly not expanding your knowledge base and so you're closing everything off and yeah i mean you're welcome to do it the opposite way but the the historical proof is in the pudding, so to speak, in that when you tribalize and make it an us versus them oh, my. and there, and by the way, man, look, I'm going to say uh, like the scale runs top, top to bottom. There are instances where, you know, I'll go extreme, you know, like a, like a, a pedophile rapist is not going to, I don't have to hear very much of what they have to say. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that, that's an area where I, I don't, you know, their lived experience or their worldview doesn't need to be um, taken in very seriously by me. But if you say, well, you know, we really like these types of foods, or this is the type of religion that's in our, our, you know, background. I mean, these are things where you can, where you can really learn. Not only is it, not only can you learn, it's fucking fascinating. I mean, really in our day-to-day life, aside from content that HBO or Netflix or whomever else is putting out, you know, which nowadays is super compelling because I'm old enough to remember when TV was just 22 minutes of some hijinks and you know commercials. There was no, there wasn't a ton of substance to it. So, but beyond that, I mean, you know, that's where the truly interesting things in life exist is in is in the unknown. You know, spend 20 percent of your time out in the unknown. It's it's not to say that there shouldn't be a judgment, but I would also argue based on the one statement that you made you you can get caught in relativity or or you know uh subjectivism where you could pull apart the fabric of everything based on the idea that nothing is common because everybody's lived experience is different or something like this right so like most things there's a balance to that there's there's a point at which it serves a truthful purpose and then there's a point at which it serves to be you know, the, the container around your openness yeah. and, and I think we see that I think we see that I'll say in the US with the with the ideological left or right the, the, where where it, where they say, oh well everybody should be we'll take one for, as an example which I'm, I'm not either. So it's easy for me to speak about them both um, They'll say oh everybody's lived experience should be taken into account. And then you say something that's not part of the ideology, and it's and it's immediately a problem. You're immediately an ist, a racist, a sexist, or whatever ist. Um, and so it's it's funny to me that the foundation of that doesn't remain constant. I'm open to hear anybody within reason, based on previous limitations I provided. Um, I want to listen to everybody who has a foundation that's consistent because then i know they're not feeding me ideology um and and in that you can find things one man's opinion you can find things that are universal in all those places that's what you could be looking for instead of you know in india they really like spices it's like yeah no shit there's like a lot more going on there
0: <laughs> Yeah, man, like it it continues to blow my mind how people become polarized on uh you know conflicting opinions i was like what can two adults not have a difference in opinion and have a conversation rather than conflict right it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me i was like what are we trying to literally make clones like everybody has to be the same everyone has to match the same fucking beat and i'm like that's gonna be boring we're probably going to end up taking ourselves out because we'll end up being fucking depressed all the time. And also you're making like AI. It's like, we're organic, man. We're going to have different experiences and whatever. And it honestly, it blows my fucking mind. I've had so many like instances all over the world, right? Where people just don't want to listen. You're like, okay, you don't have to listen, right? But you know, your experience is going to be different to mine. Mine's going to be different to yours. That person's going to be different to both of ours because we're all fucking different, right? But it's like, no, 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 You don't believe that Man United is the best team in the world? Then go fuck yourself. And you're like, oh, okay,
1: here we go. Right. Well, and, and where does that lead? I mean, you you pretty much said it. You can either have discourse or in matters, in matters of importance – where one or the other has to survive, you can have conflict, literal conflict. I don't just mean a disagreement. I mean, literal conflict. And, and like, I don't mean to sound like a tough guy, but that's fine too. You know, that makes, that's very simple as far as I'm concerned. But we have that framework in nature. We, we, the attempt was to transcend that. I mean, we could certainly do away with, the, with trying to transcend that and, and then, you know, s- survival of the fittest doesn't mean that the idea is better mm-hmm. right so so like now we generations to circle back around to our culture heritage tradition generations of different culture, cultures with different traditions if you distill those down they were essentially trying to improve they were trying to transcend and they were trying to pass that on to every next generation so that it wasn't a fresh start you know groundhog day for humanity mm-hmm. and what we came to is the marketplace of ideas with appropriate discourse is what's best for everybody. It, 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 that's what takes us above animals, essentially, for, for lack of a better way to say it. But the reality is, is you know, tornadoes are going to continue to blow things down and, you know, uh, snakes are going to continue to come out of the water. And, and we can just as easily play that game if that's what needs be. My argument would be that's not a very meaningful aim. You know, Mm. if you want to go, if you want to go with a tribe and take down an elephant and eat it bite by bite, you know, all the more power to you, enjoy yourself. I'd really prefer to transcend that as much as we can. And to your point, I don't know that you're going to do that. If your worldview is wrapped up in an ideology, any ideology, right? Whether, I mean, the words get thrown around so much that they don't have meaning anymore and they're used to try to discredit people and drag them into a, you know, team red or team blue. Mm -hmm. But if you're a a true far right ideologue, like, and and true far right, like you believe that there's superior races or some of this bullshit that, you know, has no place. Um, Or if you're a far left where, you know, you've got it, if you're, of color, woman, disabled, trans, whatever. And now you're, you're everything based on the, you know, the scale. You know, you're the one. And anybody who says anything different is a colonizer or whatever words, you know, racist, sexist, whatever words you want to use. Um, if, if your worldview is shaped around those things, you're not in the game of transcending. And you don't get to pretend in my, with me, you don't get to pretend that you are. Right. If, if you're if you're telling me that we have to teach people that some people are more privileged than other people or whatever the case may be. I mean, that's that's a that's a single um, version of that. But if you're trying to tell me that people are different based on their immutable characteristics and have to be treated as such, I don't care what you call it. You can't call it anti-racism because it is still just racism. Right. And so if that's the game you're playing, if that's the the lens that you view the world through, we're not we're not we don't see meaning the same way. I just don't I just don't see that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I, and I think that that tends to show itself from both sides. You see these people that the language that their ideology uses doesn't match the behavior that they exhibit or the outcome that it will drive. Mm -hmm. And I think that's generally very apparent early on, you know, like pretty early on. It, they always tend to be like for the greater good type of things, <laughs> which is the, the, just most the, opinion, right? yeah, just the most slippery of slopes. Yeah, it's the most slippery of slopes in all of history and, you know, from every from every angle, whether that be a, a, an ideology or a religion, right? Which once it becomes dogmatic and it's all for the greater good, you, you can house any horrific act under that umbrella,
0: I mean, and, look at the Crusades, man. It.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, there's, there's not a human, there's not a human or a human movement that isn't hasn't been flawed.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like the further extreme you go, either right or left, people think it's a it's a line, right, and they're getting further apart. But it's not; it's a circle, right? So the further away they get, the closer they get towards each other. And I think the more extreme you get, I think when people Sort of acting extremes, you gotta be careful, like, because it gets a quite erratic and destructive. And when it becomes ideological, like it, it gets real destructive, because then you're like brainwashing people, right? As like, I, I believe in two things. One, live and let live. Again, everything comes with a pinch of salt, right? Like, I don't think you should be free to do whatever the fuck you want, right? Because technically, you could make an extreme example of that, like a pedo, like you fucking said, and I don't think that's right. 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 However, the majority of the time, live and let live. Do you think whatever? Um, and number two, equal opportunity. I was like, hey, there's a line here, right? We're all going to start on this line. What you do from there is down to you. That's it. If you that's, don't that's, fucking that's, take that, that, would
1: be nice. That would be nice, but I would challenge. I would challenge. Is that is that a physical reality?
0: Um, it could be. Yeah, but At this what is the expense? thing, right? Wow. It's yet to be, it's yet to come into fruition. So we don't actually know the answer to that question. Right. But at the same time, I
1: I think we've, I think we've, I think we've seen the attempts. We've certainly seen attempts over history, at least, at least under that guise, maybe not in intention, in true intention, but at least under that guise. I mean, the, the thing that I would argue is, which, which, by the way, so that I don't sound like a flaming asshole, I don't disagree with you. Oh, I don't disagree. You, you I don't. I don't want, disagree though. with you entirely. I don't disagree with you entirely. I just, I think there's a that that's a very nuanced uh, area that requires really teasing it out. And mm-hmm. so the so so the way that I would start to tease that out, and I by no means have the answer to any of this, so it's just a discussion. Is most things that I can see work meritocratically right so as, as far as i'm concerned the marketplace of ideas the marketplace of performance you know you you get the best you get some separation and you get the best and some scale downward if things are worked meritocratically based off of whatever the criteria may be you know a good example is football let's take let's take american nfl football um regardless of any of the circumstances you have people that in the skills necessary far exceed the average human. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're at the very top of of that heap and rightfully so that's where they should be showing those skills. And it's fantastic that we have um, a a mode of reward in that, 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 that also matches our mode of economics. (laughs) You know, it's not just that, that the, the group thinks they're good people because they're good athletes. It's that they are actually, getting ahead in this game that we play because of it. And so if, if you start to say, okay, well, we don't, we don't want it to, we, why are there not, you know, five foot two whoever's in the NBA? It's like, well, that's a, that's a slippery slope But we know the answer to it. So we, we get in, we, I say slippery slope and that you start to get into like mental gym, gymnastics to try to, well, to try to make everybody feel good. And that's not going to actually produce the best results. And I would argue it's not, the best, it's not the best result for even the individual who's left out, right? So the individual who's left out now knows early on, hey, look, I'm, you know, I'm 5'2 and my skills are mediocre in basketball, but I'm great at poetry or I'm, fanta- I'm, a fantastic-, I'm fantastic with numbers or what well, I can sing like there's no tomorrow, you know, and, and so I measure all of those things on potential wasted. The belief that you could be anything is like, it sounds good. It sounds very nice. And when your potential is unlimited and your reality is very little, it's very little has actually come to be. That's an excellent and and logical starting point. But as potential starts to get realized and runs out and your reality is revealed a little more, it becomes something that's not as nice. You know, I, I like to, I like to call it naive and mature love. Mm -hmm. Right. Naive love continues to tell the kid who can't run or jump well, right, that they could be anything. And for sure, you're going to make it to the NFL, you know, while they increasingly show that they do not have the aptitude for that. Right. Mature love doesn't, you know, hit them over the head with a fucking club and make them feel like dog shit. It just guides them. It doesn't tell them untruths that that waste their potential. It guides them closer to things that are in reality in their grasp and of their what their attributes that in which they do excel. And therefore, it it allows them to realize their potential more. And so that's the general framework for how I would look at things. And, you know, examples that might, quote unquote, trigger people are like, you want to be a firefighter. Okay, well, the requirements to be a firefighter, you have to be able to drag a 200 pound male down a flight of stairs or whatever. I don't know what they are because I'm not a fucking firefighter. Right. But whatever they are, they exist and they exist for a practical reason, because that's what you need to be able to do to do a good job as a fire person. So if you can't do that, I I don't care that you would like to do it. I mean, I, I shouldn't say I don't care. The system itself should not care that you want to do it either figure out a way to do it or do something else because we can't put the 200 pound male that you're trying to save his life in jeopardy to make you feel good For sure, and that's a that's a practical meritocratic response well so i would rewind that back to an equal starting point i don't i don't know that that exists in nature you know someone there's 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 we exist at a point in time where there's a past so there's always there's always going to be just by happenstance, even on level playing fields. But I would give you the benefit of the doubt and say that you mean that in a systemic way.
0: Yeah. So I think I did a bit of a poor job of explaining in the sense of like, I don't think I,
1: I gave you a chance to. I jumped no, into no. this.
0: <laughs> you do your thing, man. Like I think, you know, there's going to be genetic advantages, there's going to be fucking environmental advantages. There's going to be all these different advantages, right? but I think everybody should be able to have the option to go do something, right? Because I, I grew up on the west side of Manchester, right? No, no two pennies to rub together. I was like, I've seen kids, grew up around, and also ended up teaching them in schools. I was a bit of a PE teacher for a while. Um, where these kids could have been fucking phenomenal at sport. Like, phenomenal. But they got holes in their shoes, but they're selling dope, but they're in and out of juvie. Or whatever, right? They're an orphan. They don't have a fucking mom or dad, and they're living with a quote-unquote auntie who isn't actually an auntie because they come from Somalia, who fucking they got on a boat, and all this type of shit, right? And I was like, okay, great. Now you're not going to have the opportunity to play football. I was like, no, no, no. I think everybody should have the option to fucking do something, right? I was like, oh, I want to go play lacrosse. Oh, great, but there's like a paywall, you need to buy this, 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 and this, and this. Oh, and you also need to know this person to get you in. And I was like, well, I don't know that person and I don't have that money, right? So I was like, oh, you guess you ain't playing lacrosse, mate. I think everyone should be able to start, right? And then, yeah, okay, survival of the fittest, like um, uh, genetic advantages, all that is going to play a factor. No problem, that's just life. You're going to have to get around that, right? Like people with autism are usually better with numbers, What am I going to do? Sit here and fucking cry about it? No, they're better than numbers. Like, like it's it's just the way it is. I'm dyslexic as a motherfucker, man. I was like, people are better at at reading than me. Right? What am I going to do? Cry about it? No, no. Like, it's just, that's just the way it is. However, I do think everyone should have the opportunity to try something.
1: Yeah. Because I think the,
0: the trying and the failing is where you end up gathering all this like information right where you end up applying it in some little niche that you find somewhere else right like painting fucking making your own brand graphic design running whatever the fuck it is right raising a kid you like you gather all this information from all your fuck-ups from all these things that you never would have made it but you had the opportunity to try it right and then you can apply it elsewhere and I think I think that's where it's that's where it's missing in, especially back home. It's very much of a social divide rather than a racial mm, divide. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, there's there's racism everywhere, there's sexism everywhere, there's every ism everywhere, right? But it's the majority of the cases, in my opinion, is is the the socioeconomic. So you get kids at the bottom that just have zero opportunity. You're gonna, you're gonna do one or two things, man. You're gonna end up in the tin or you're gonna end up dead yeah and it's not fair obviously we're not going for complete fairness right that's the fucking world you're not going to get that but i don't know i think we can do more
1: yeah well look i i agree with you i i think things that i said previously frame that out pretty well which is you we're trying to transcend because being able to do that as a society is a luxury for sure yes and that's not that's not how nature is right and that's I'm not saying we should be mimicking nature. I'm saying in in the effort to transcend it, that's certainly a luxury and something that I think benefits the whole of society, right? Because yes. meritocratically, that helps you. It's like it's like when college uh, recruiters go to you know JUCO uh, to try to find you know that raw talent that's in there that maybe hasn't been seen because of reasons like you said maybe they got in trouble somewhere maybe they grew up poor maybe they just didn't get the the same chances
0: um
1: but it also plays in that's also plays into the finding the potential right Mm. because if i mean what are we doing as a society i don't know how many people actually stop to ask this of themselves let alone in general and it's like this started as you know maybe like 10 families who said look we're better off together than we are apart and When the families in that decided to do it, they had to say, okay, well, here's the benefit we get, right? There's extra people on lookout. If we have a bad crop and someone else has a better crop, we don't starve, X number of things. Uh, We do have to give up a little bit of our individuality, right? So I don't get to do whatever I want with my field as part of the co-op i have to take a quarter of the field and put it to uh alfalfa for the fucking animals whatever it is mm-hmm. um, i'm not a, i'm not a farmer but it was like it was kind of this this give and take and it's i think the that most people a don't ask that they don't ask like what are we doing with society and then they don't know to ask b the follow-on which is what well, did i fucking agree to this yeah, we're all kind of just stuck in it, right? You're born and then you get in the US, you get your social security number and it's like, welcome to the game. Go accumulate some debt, fucker. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't get to like, oh, well, you want to drive or you got to get a driver's license. Like I didn't fucking agree to that. You know, I don't, I don't think that that's necessary. Um, but so you kind of didn't get the chance to make these, these trade-offs, but you still can look at it and say, here's what we're trying to do as a society. We're trying to elevate our group You know, and our group really should be everybody or at least everybody that thinks closely enough. It doesn't have to be ubiquitous, but we should we should share share similar principles and morals and goals. Right. Mm. And so I'm, I'm perfectly happy that trying to get everybody off on an equal start is a strong goal. I'm happy that that could be part of what we do. And it's, and it is a luxury and it does play into trying to get the best. And if we can succeed at that, the, the give back where we might have to give in a little, we might have to say, okay, we are going to push some of this money here. Or we're going to push some of this money. There is the, the give back is, well, the best of our society is what elevates us. Mm. You know, what, it, what, it, what percentage of our global society has, is the group that actually elevates us the most. What's the saying? I, I don't know how true this is, but it's probably something usable. And that is like 20% of the people do 80% of the work, something yeah, like something this. Like yeah. you know and, and, and so instead of instead of being cynical about it and going, yeah, that's because you know 80% are laying around on their asses, let's 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 look at it in a, in a, in a more generous way and say that's because of the attributes that they have. And the opportunity that they could find to leverage those attributes for the for the better of us all, right? I don't know trigonometry, so if, if, if I needed to calculate a trajectory for a rocket, I we'd be fucked. Well, even Joe Rogan, Joe, Joe Rogan has a bit about like, do you even know how a fucking fax machine works, or like the 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 fluorescent lights? Like, if it all went to shit, would you know how to recreate any of this? And it's like, no. no. I mean, to be honest with you, I still struggle. Like. You know with basic shit in my own house i run into it and i go what the fuck is that how does that work oh that's the thing keeping the power on holy shit let me call a guy you know <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah 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 it's funny man i think comfort has as uh has changed the game man you know people are so comfortable that they don't need to worry about these things they don't need to ask those questions of themselves or other people around them right and uh you're always going to get people that you know, want to sit on their ass and do their thing. And if I'm going to take what I said earlier, literally of live and let live, they should be allowed to do that, right? I don't know whether I truly believe that. With the
1: consequences that come along with it, though. Yes. Right, that's their choice.
0: I think everyone should have a choice, but everyone should also know, like you said, there's consequences, right? I have the choice to put my hand on the fucking stove and turn it on. Right. I have the the physical choice to do that, but I'm going to burn the shit out of my hand.
1: Right. Right. (laughs) Probably not the best of things to do. Well, and and you had, you had made a point about, which I think is a strong, a strong position that could be really expanded is the idea of um, trying and learning, Mm. you know, that, that, that mechanism that is the human computer, so to speak, which is, you could tell somebody something, but until they go actually move the lever, they don't they don't have the the, the tactile feedback to actually know what that means. Um, I was actually just in like an argument, a debate about that had something to do with this. And, and it was like the idea of, um, I'll go back to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's like reading a book on Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and then going, no, I know that the right move in that position is a name some move and omoplata or whatever the move is you know oh he should have swept him there and done this this and this it's, it's like well that's great that you know it by a book but like doing it in reality is a whole other thing to be able to to get that information and to get good at anything humans need to be able to try and fail well first off they have to be willing to be foolish which is pretty well documented you know in uh motivational speeches nowadays so first you have to risk being foolish you have to you have to accept that uh and then you have to take the human computer that you are and you have to go through trial and error and some people might need less of that because it becomes naturally to them they see it more clearly i mean brazilian jiu-jitsu is, is a great example for me when i was young i did police athletic league boxing and it made perfect sense to me like right away then i went and tried to do wrestling and i was like what what is this what am i su- why why I hate it. This guy's got his belly button on my face and I don't even know how I got here. You know what I mean? Like it just was so foreign to me. So when I got older, MMA was very popular. I decided, well, I need to learn some Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And like shit, man, I was terrible. Like my class, people who started with me and put in the same amount of time got their got their blue belts in like a year and a half. And it took me like almost three years, you know, like two and a half years, maybe a little longer. It was just because it was so. It took me so long to actually get the basic understanding of it, like the, the way that the body works and how you get heavy on somebody. Mm-hmm. But it took me going and, you know, going and doing those those things to figure it out. When you take that away from people, you're robbing them. Yeah. It is robbing them, right? And yeah. to, pretend, to pretend that reading it in a book is in any way, shape, or form the same as or even remotely, you know, the same as or beneficial as. Doing it, I, I think that's a a, a bold lie, and, and it's and it's either perpetuated by naivety or nefarious purposes, <laughs> which is why I think cancel culture is so bad.
0: Yeah, I'm not. You know, I, I'm not a fan, bro.
1: No, I mean, like you did something wrong, and now you're forever marked by it. No, by the way, the internet won't forget. We're going to keep replaying that. You know, like people do stupid shit. Man, if the stupid shit that I did as a teenager got put on the internet, I wouldn't be here. I, I, I would have yeah. offed myself a long time ago. At one point in time, I tried to rap and shit. Like, it's bad, like the stuff. It's bad enough that it may exist in like my friend's mom's v- VHS, you know, home video collection somewhere. Like that's bad enough for me. It haunts me. The idea of that it got published. Oh, and then 65 people on TikTok remixed it with fucking Womp Womp music and really made me look like a fucking douche it'd be over for me. We got to let you, my overarching statement for that is you've got to let people learn. You've got to let kids be kids. There's nothing I hate more. We see this in the fitness industry all the time. Some 32 year old will make fun of a 17 year old because they're doing X. What, what's the newest thing is deadlifting on a, on a rug, you know, rolling out your own little rug and deadlifting on it. And it's like, they're fucking kids, man. Is it stupid? Yes. It's fucking stupid. I hate it. I don't hate the people that do it. I hate that it's become a trend, but like, it's like so many other trends. It's going to pop up for 15 minutes with people that are young and don't really understand even why it's so cringy. And then, and then it'll die off. The analogy is like making fun of a, of a, of a toddler for trying to walk and doing a poor job of it. Mm. It's like, what the fuck do you expect them to do? That's exactly how it's supposed to go, man. So like how thoughtful how thoughtful are you being if you think that you're helping the fitness community by calling them out because that's always the argument is as well there has to be some level of standards upheld and it's like well maybe uphold the standards on the adults who know better versus the the kids that are trying to figure out who the fuck they are driving them into some sort of wild fucking depression because they were trying to do something fun in fitness just seems like a wasted amount of effort and immature from the older people who should fucking know better. Another
0: one is that fucking grinds my gears is someone getting the piss taken out of them Who's a large person in the, in the fucking gym, right? Oh, look at this fat bastard. You're like, what the fuck, man? That that person is in here fucking regardless of whatever fucking stigma is going on in his own head, in her own head regardless of that never mind you like everyone can go fuck themselves in my opinion right in their own head and manage to get themselves to the fucking gym and is doing some work for tomorrow right for something for tomorrow and then tomorrow and then tomorrow like suffering now for tomorrow fucking that's badass man
1: yeah that's meaning right and and if you're insecure about the fact that your abs aren't showing through the way that you would like them to imagine the courage it takes to come into a gym knowing that you're overweight. It's like, but, the, but it's so obvious where the fuck else are they supposed to go? That's what the gym is for. It just, it's like, Oh, look at this sick bastard at the doctor's office. <laughs> yeah. It's like, where the fuck are they supposed to go? They're sick. Yeah. I, I don't, I agree with you. I don't, I don't like any of that. I'm not, I'm not of the school of thought where everything has to be foo-foo. You don't have to, I mean, just because someone's overweight and it's maybe more challenging both doing the work and having the courage to, uh, to overcome the insecurity of going and doing it. It's, that's certainly a real thing that exists and that should be, I don't want to say celebrated. I want to say short of that, right? Because then that becomes patronizing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like, they're not, Mm -hmm. they're not uh, for, they're intelligent adults or were, you know, say late teens and they they've decided that they're going to take control of their life somehow. And like, that's not infantile. So don't respond with an infantile type of statement. You know, for me, it's like fucking get after it. Good job. You know, it's, it's going to suck. Just don't overdo it. Right. I don't don't try to get it all done in a day.
0: I th- yeah, don't try and build Rome in a day. Fuck no, like right. you end up snapping your shit up. But I and think don't it-
1: you think that that's the main reason that most people do so poorly with fitness is that they get they get all psyched up, they get an idea in their head, and they're committed to it, and then they expect themselves to be like superhuman and do the yep. hardest shit that there is to do. And yep. it's it's there's no way you can maintain that. Like take a bite of the elephant a day. And and it'll become a lifestyle for you. But if you're going to try to ride this momentum of a great new idea and some motivation, and then you're going to beat yourself into just a, a puddle, it's it's not going to go well for you. And I hate to see that because I because I applaud the idea and the conviction tremendously. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything more meaningful than taking control of your what fitness, both physical and mental.
0: Hundred percent, man. Like I see it all the time. Like I call co- I coach weightlifting, right? Uh, I, was, I, was, I coach other things as well, but mainly weightlifting. And you get people getting pissed off, right? Like really, really pissed off. I'm like, what's going on? It's like, oh, I'm not getting it. I'm like, it's a snatch, dude. It's the most complicated thing you're gonna do in a gym bar, like fucking the Maltese cross or something gymnastics, right? It's <laughs> yeah. it's with a barbell. It's the most complicated thing you're gonna do. Like, oh, but I'm not getting it. I was like, how many times have you been in? How many times have you done this? Oh, it's like the second session. I was like, how many, how, how many times do you think people train to get to the Olympics? Oh, I don't know. I was like, it's a lot of times, man. I was like, how long did it take <laughs> you to get to fucking the manager in your company or whatever? It's like, oh, I grinded for like 11 years and fucking had to do this and over time. I was like, great, now apply that to in here it's like oh okay i was like yeah man you can't fucking build this shit in a day you got to take the progress not the perfection right you are going for slight wins small wins day in and day out and that's it
1: as a as a coach do you feel like that's like the one of the larger parts of your job is maintaining their their perception in in the in the most optimal way to achieve their goals
0: 100% like coaching so i um I came up with a phrase, right? It was like, teach the movement, coach the individual. Right? The movement's never change. Once you have been around it, you've done it, you've seen a few bodies doing these things, you've coached it a few times, it, it's fine, right? I'll coach that. I'll coach whatever fucking movement to anybody. No problem. We can adapt that on the fly. We've had some time on the dance floor. We can figure that out, right? No problem. But the individual is changing day-to-day, it's changing person to person and also you are changing too, right? And trying to get in their head and either calm them down, amp them up, change their mindset slightly. That's that's what real coaching is, in my opinion. Yeah. Like teaching a movement, no problem, whatever. It's a fucking deadlift. It's a fucking strict press. Like they're not going to change. But their individual, yeah, like it's complicated.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I would imagine. I, I don't coach. I have a coach um but i would just as a as an observer and student of people and thinking as much as i can be I, I would think that short of like a sports psychology standpoint just the one of the basics is to kind of slow them down manage their expectations get them focused on the things they can affect because even even what would you say to this even the human body will figure out a certain number of things just based on repetition and that you could actually well over cue or over inform somebody who hasn't gone through that process, you know, kind of back to our trial and error tactile feel uh, thread that if someone squats the first time they squat, you could probably say 75 things, but that's not going to help them. Yeah. You, even saying one thing might not help them. Right. Um, But like, how do you, how do you measure out how much to dole out both in, let's say expectation and like instruction cues, things like this.
0: It's down to the individual, right? So if someone comes in and they've played spot all their life and all that type of shit, right. To a high level, you're like, okay, cool. I can kind of like, brain fuck them a little bit, throw a load of things on their plate and they're going to devour it all. Or if someone comes in and like never moved before, they're overly large, really, really small. You're like, cool. We're going to focus on like feet positioning. I don't care your depth in your squat. I don't care about anything. We're going to focus on your fucking feet for an hour, right? And then that's it. High five. See you later. See you tomorrow. See you next week, whatever. But a lot of it is like, triaging right so you're like okay what's the what's the thing that could potentially go the most wrong <laughs> right which is m- most of the time just your your spine right so it's right. like okay if we're externally loading and you look like a mashed potato <laughs> it's probably not the greatest <laughs> of ideas right <laughs> right i'll get lower get lower and they're like the, the the tits are between their fucking knees like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. good good job bro good job you're like oh my God, what the fuck is going on, right? <laughs> and if if no one can... So with Adelaide, is a bit different, right? Well, I'll give him like a broomstick or whatever, but if you can't move your body weight, if you can't squat, like an air squat or a body weight squat, I ain't giving you a barbell, man. Like it fucking drives me to the fucking wall of, okay, we're going to do some squats today. Grab yourself a bar. I was like, have you seen this person before? No. I was like, have you seen them go below parallel? No. Do you know they can go below parallel? No. I was like, why the fuck are you loading it? Like not yeah, a good idea. You might just have man. to see
1: them sit down and, and stand back up out of a chair first before you yeah, can yeah, make yeah. that determination. Well, but how but so so do you find I think again one of the one of the pros and cons of the internet is people can go look at all this stuff. And do you find that mat, managing their expectations for how fast they can move? Like because that's the first thing that I think when you say, oh, I'm not going to put them under a barbell, I think, well, if I hired a coach to put me under a barbell, I would be chomping at the bit to get under a barbell. You know what I mean? And so that's like, that's a real like expectation and perception that you have to deal with, with a newer client, let's say, Yes, I would imagine.
0: Yes. And again, it goes back down to the individual, right? Like I usually have to feel out who they are feel like the vibe of the room whether it's a one-on-one or a group class it changes too. um whether it's via zoom or fucking whatever zoom's okay um but if they're like completely new zoom's not good like you need eyes on um but i'll feel it out man like i had uh, a good mate of mine he's six foot four sam Owen, 197 kilos right came in like he's a big man uh, yeah. he came in. I think he's been in the class. I was like, like um covering a class, right? So I'd never even coached him before. And I've maybe seen him in the gym twice at a push. So this might have been his third time. Never back squatted in his life. Just because of somebody somewhere was like, Oh, like you're you're big, you're good, you're gonna be able to like squat some big weight. What can you squat? It's like I don't know. I've like I've never squatted before. Oh, that'd be so cool. Like, what can you squat? He comes in with this thing in his head was i want to know what i can squat i was like brother how many times have you squatted never i was like so you want to like max out your squat is that what you're telling me he was like yeah yeah i was like i'm not gonna allow you to do that right you're an adult if you do that in your own time that's on you but right now this is on me right we want to try and go linear progression as much as possible and you just explain it right and if you People don't care what you know when they, until they know what you, if you care, right? I'm like, look, man, if I put you under that load right now, because you've not developed the reps, you don't have that motor neural pathway, the probability of you getting injured is rather high. I don't want that. I don't know about you. You might not give a fuck about your body. I don't want you to do that, right?
1: Yeah. I don't want to be party to this. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I want you to come, and you can also throw a joke in there, which the, – diffuses the situation, you know, it, that's a lot of paperwork, you know, I don't want any paperwork, whatever. whatever. But I'm like, I want to see you in it tomorrow because I want to help you tomorrow. And then I want to help you the next day. Right. If you're injured, I can't do that. Right. It was like, Oh, okay. It was like, so are we kind of in agreement? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same lad, a few months later, bit of deadlifting, right. He comes in in his own time. I don't, I didn't know this. And he sends me a video He tries to pull like 220 or something like that. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking, but it was horrific technique. Doesn't shift from the floor. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, man? I was like, we've, I've seen you a couple of times. You know how to deadlift. And now you're just trying to yank and wank it from the floor. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I was like, okay, cool. Like come in. I'm going to see you. Don't worry about fucking pain. Like, I'm going to see you. We're going to sort this out and you can go okay cool and I was just loading this bar I was like you fucking sit down I load your bar we're gonna now we're gonna focus on this next set we're gonna focus on this now we've got that we're gonna focus on this next thing you know that 220 that didn't move from the floor he literally picks it up like it was fucking butter
1: yeah
0: puts it down I was like how did that feel it's like yeah you're pretty good I was like that's 220 like, So what the fuck and I was like yeah, yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> It's slow, man. It's bite-sized yeah. chunks, right? It's a thousand piece jigsaw. What are you going to do? You're going to snap your fingers and it's just going to be made. You're like, Oh, I've completed this fitness shit. No, like it's fucking hard. It's a skill, right? It's no, not it's just
1: infinite too, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that's, that's the thing that, that really gets me about it is I would think that coaching is, is also something about teaching them to like the process which, which also plays into not killing yourself. I don't like this mentality of, you know, leave it all out there. It's like every session, give it everything that you got. And it's like, there are some sessions where if you give it everything that you got and like, truly you're you're like an athlete and you really know what giving it all you got actually means, you're not going to make any progress. You're just going to run yourself into the fucking ground. How about you give it, how about we do it at, we'll start at 60%. How's that sound? And then when that's good, we'll go up to 70% and we'll, and we'll run, you know, a cycle where we progress you and we develop all the, uh, what, all the stabilizer muscles and all the foundation that you need to actually graduate to the next level. Hmm. It's like, it's like, if you haven't been a race car driver and you get into a fucking formula one, what are you going to do with that? You're going to crash it. The second that you hit the gas, that's, a f- that's, you have nothing to do, but crash it you know, and so if you don't, if you don't work over time, and kind of fall in love with the process, I don't know. I think it's a problem. I think it's a human conundrum that everybody wants the destination as soon as possible. Yes. And they become their their logic becomes dislocated from the fact that they know very well, that that's not how anything works. And that even if you could get it that way, it wouldn't hold any meaning for you. Yes. You know, but, ignore that it's dangerous. Ignore that, like, if you just decide one day you've you been squatting 300 and you want to try 500, it's like, well, you'll probably just blow one of your knees out. Maybe not, but that's like you said, the probability is certainly higher. Hmm. You haven't developed the structure that you need to be able to handle that. But let's say that it could happen. Were you going to be happy for like five minutes or as you get your likes that come in on Instagram because you hit a PR? right? From people that probably didn't even watch the whole fucking thing. They're probably just like, yeah, man, they're gassing you up. Cause they're being nice, you know, and like you're going to be happy for all of 15 minutes and then you're going to go, well, now I want to do 600. Yeah. Well you're going to be on the fast track to the fucking hospital. If that's the way that you approach it. Look, wanting to do more, I, I, you know, b- behind every mountain is a mountain, get good at the steps and learn to enjoy them. There's a saying there's, the, that's one that I, I put together probably just reworded from a thousand other ones that say the same thing but if you if you it's good for you because it'll have more meaning because you'll actually enjoy the process but because you'll actually have better results in it you're gonna flame out man it's like people which is not a rant on steroids but maybe the wrong way is is, it's like the people who will do anything to get the result except the work (laughs) and it's like when do people like blow out both of their fucking quads, you know? And there are instances where some people would just have, they have bad luck and it happens anyway, but it's almost always the person who did too much juice advanced too fast, you know, got too high in weight and didn't have the, the body structure for it. They didn't develop all the stabilizer muscles. Their joints weren't ready for it. You know, it's, it's, it's usually that's the way that you see it go. It's very rare that you see like catastrophic injury from like a lifetime natty who's, who's, you know, increase their total 30 kilos year over, 20, 30 kilos year over, you know, it's rare that you see them fucking blow their whole fucking bottom half apart on a, on a squat. Mm -hmm. So there's just a lot of things that point to that. There's a better way to do it. It's better all around. And so back to the comfort, you know, look, man, this microphone that I wanted to use, I wanted to get better headphones for it. I realized these ones weren't working very well with it at like six o'clock last night. And I wanted to have it for our, for our pod today. Mm. I got these headphones like six in the morning from Amazon. I ordered it last night at seven o'clock. So like, I can understand that we're, we're in a situation where we can see a lot of instant gratification, but boy, oh boy, it's like, it can't be translated into like a lifestyle journey, you know, or like a lifelong journey, even, 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 a 10-year journey, something of meaning, you know, you're going to lose all the actual spoils.
0: you got to embrace the suck, man. Like I, yeah. you know, I, I really like the uh, Navy SEAL sort of quote where it's like, if it doesn't suck, we don't do it. Right. And there is so much, fu- it sounds re- this is going to sound really fucked up. There's so much pleasure to feel in the suffering because you get the, the between you and you, you're like, Oh, you're actually a bad motherfucker. Like you can do this. You can go a little bit more like that fucking demon in the back of your head that tells you you're a piece of shit is actually bullshit. Like it's a lie. You're like, Oh, okay. And that's that's why I think it's so important for people to fucking do something physical, right? Because it's like instantaneous. You're showing yourself that you are more right. So like, I love coaching. I've seen people doing all this shit that they could never do before. But the best thing about coaching for me is somebody coming back or I hear something on the fucking grapevine, right, where it's like, oh, that confidence that they developed within the gym, they went out and applied it in their life, right, and they changed their career. They, like, got out of a toxic fucking relationship. They, like, actually, like, took themselves seriously. They fucking published a book or whatever, right, came out of the closet. It doesn't matter what the fuck it is, right? And you're like, that is badass. Because you proved yourself you came in every day, six o'clock in the morning, seven p.m. at night, whatever, and you did something that you didn't want to do. And you proved to yourself that you're fucking tougher than the bullshit. Because everyone's got that fucking voice in your head, right? The bullshit in your head. You you told it every day to fuck off. And now, now look, you know, it's changed your life for the better, your family's lives for the better, your kids' lives for the better. I'm like that that's the best thing about coaching man.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, i I mean it's it's got to be super rewarding as as someone who doesn't coach, I don't know the feeling of the reward, although I can imagine. but the principle that that undergirds it I am wildly familiar with and i I absolutely love as well. And th- that's the idea that I like to say, <clears throat> excuse me, I like to say primordial truths. That's one of the things I like to say. There are certain things that are primordial truths. And one of them is, is that the, the harder something is to do and attain, the greater meaning it has. You know, there are other things that will drive the meaning, but that's that's something that's like constantly true. And so my I'm of the opinion that when you go down a path of something that has to do with fitness, and for me, it's powerlifting, so I'll, I'll use that. It, it trains you in something that is primordially true. It's a process that exists in nature from the beginning that can be applied across a number of platforms. And so, if you get good at, I'll use your words, ignoring that voice, right? If you get used, to, if you get used to saying, my body and my brain want me to stay on the couch today, mm-hmm. but. I made a commitment to go do this, and so I'm going to go do my squat. I'm going to go do my, you know, accessories, and I'm going to finish the whole fucking workout. And you go down, and you do the wherever you go. I go down into my basement. That's where my gym is. Um, and you do which, although I like that, it's like a metaphor for doing like uh, shadow work. I go down into the go down. Right? So, yeah, yeah. So Balanced. I go down, and and then I and I do the work, and I and I find that I I love it. I love the work and I can apply that exactly to anything that I endeavor. I mean, that could be, I want to do a design now in, in creative things, it's a little harder to squeeze and grind. You -hmm. know, sometimes, sometimes the juices aren't, aren't there. Well, and I guess that's the same of the day that you really didn't want to go in. Maybe you weren't so juiced up that you got that you absolutely killed your workout, but you got it done. You got 80%, 90% of it done. And that was better than nothing on that day. You took what the day gave you. You know, and so maybe that's the same, but certainly it, it, it's the same underlying principle and it's the same process. So whether that's lifting, you know, squatting 650 uh, and starting at the beginning or starting your business and developing it into something that actually achieves your goal, you know, pretty much any aim could be measured that way. You can't, you can take a helicopter to the top of the mountain and take a picture, but it's not going to mean anything to you right? You put it up on Instagram and get, you know, a million likes. Oh, look at this guy at the top of this fucking mountain. It's like, you'll know, you're, you'll hate it. It'll become the picture you hate the most. Mm. But if you had actually done it, there's no other picture you would rather look at especially mm. when you feel shit, you know, especially when you need to look at something to go, yeah, that's who the fuck I am. Right? So if you're looking at a picture to tell yourself who the fuck you are, do you want a picture where, you know, you made every step up that mountain and there you are pissing your pants half dead. Right. Or do you want to look at a picture where, you know, it's a fucking cheat. You know, you cheated, you know, you didn't do it. And that's a description of who the fuck you are. Like, which one would you want? And then, so do the work. I'd rather have a picture of me halfway up the fucking mountain that I did myself than a picture of me at the top by a fucking helicopter. I couldn't go to sleep at night. Hmm. That's, that's actually one of the things that I say a lot. I will not do anything that keeps me from falling asleep within five minutes of my head, touching the fucking pillow. Mm. I fucking refuse to, I fucking refuse to. And we, we just put out um, a collaboration tea because since we haven't talked about it so far, that's, that's what I do with, with outside of powerlifting, but in the community is, as I do apparel and stuff, Leffler Bros. Um, I put out a collaboration shirt where um, the, the tag on it is uh, success Jesus, I'm going to forget my own tag. Success is uncompromised integrity, mm. right? And, and, and I really like that, well, for so many reasons, but the idea goes, if you had to destroy your integrity and your beliefs and your moral fiber to get something, it's, it's not a success, Right. Anywhere short of that where you didn't have to make that compromise is, is still going to be a success because you did it the right way. And we all know this. We all know this. Like we get if someone let's take the guy who took the helicopter up to the top of the mountain and then posted it and got a million likes. Mm-hmm. What feeling would you get when you learned that he didn't actually do that? Fuck him. Disgusted. You would, you would actually feel like a guttural disgust, I imagine. I know I would. I would be disgusted with it. That's one of the, that's one of the worst things you can be because not only are you trying to um, take credit for something you didn't do, you're a fucking liar. You tried to trick me and you've belittled people that actually do the work and do it honestly. You know, it's, there's just so much and we know that inherently. You don't have to be able to articulate that. You'll feel it immediately and it's striking it's it's a strike it's a powerful feeling
0: it is man like and to spin it on the other side right of trying something and failing or succeeding it doesn't matter but putting in the fucking work you get so much back from it man it's the you know it's the whole buddha saying of happiness is the journey not the destination right it's the same thing like you feel so much better. You went to the gym, you did five sets, they were bullshit. Okay. You went on the treadmill, you walked for 10 minutes, you went home. I was like, ah, that's bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, yes. However, you got your ass out of bed, you stopped eating bonbons, you got yourself there, right? You did something and you came home. You're Like, you kept that habit going, you proved to yourself that you can, you can do something even when you feel shit. You're like, that right there, man, Honestly, like you can achieve whatever the fuck you want in in the gym. Like I'll coach you, you could squat, you could be the fucking first person to squat 2000 kilos. I don't give a fuck. Right. I'll be like, that's incredible. I love seeing people push the human potential and like capabilities. It's insane. Right. Like the 500, the 501, like anything, the sub two hour marathon, insane, in fucking sin. The best thing for me to coach is the first time someone jumps on a box. Yeah. Right. Because it's like a switch in their head. They're like, oh my God. I can actually do things that I I, always thought I could never do. And then that's it. Then it's literally a, a snowball effect. They do this, they do that, they fucking they walk through the door with their chest up. And they're like, Oh my, you know, yeah, man. How are you? How are you? How are you? How's your day? How's the week been? You're like, you used to be a fucking shy piece of shit that hated themselves. Right, who was fucking alcoholic or whatever, and now you come into the gym with a massive smile on your face, even after a shit day, because you're here, right? And you're like, that right there, mate, is fucking badass.
1: Oh yeah, and it actually uplifts everybody around you as well, because they watched you do it and they see how fucking jolly you are and how you embrace doing this work in in such a happy way. Yeah, man, you can do it. It was a good day. Let's stack them up. Let's mm. see how many we can stack up. You know, can we do a week where you don't miss a day? Shit, can we do a month? Mm. You know, and yeah, absolutely. And isn't that, isn't that everything in life that you try to do? Doesn't it, it could be fitness. It could be, like we said, a, a business, an uh, outreach program. It could be just about anything. That's, that's how it's done, right? One, one thoughtful step at a time. You know, one purposeful step at a time as best as you can that day for as many days as you can. And, uh, and that's how you get somewhere, man. And it, it's, it's, oh, it's funny. It's so obvious when it's said, but it's so common for people to, to be so lost of that simple truth all the time. You know, it's, which is why I really like the starting small step because that's all you have to do is get to, walk 10 minutes just walk start. 10 minutes. Just start, right. It's hard for you. Okay. Do seven minutes. Let's do seven minutes. And the next week we'll do 10 and you feel good at 10. We're going to do 15. All right. Now we're going to get on a treadmill. We're going to take the pace up just a little bit, you know, and now that I guess the lower, the lower you start, the higher, the high is when you get there as well.
0: Fuck yeah, man. Just stop, man. I don't care what you do, man, you know, sit yeah. on your ass and just swing your arms for five minutes. Right. Get a little bit of a sweat on. It doesn't matter. Like, Fucking do something, right? Literally go out, walk five minutes, turn around, walk back. Right? right, I'll take the stairs in your bloody corporate job, right? Rather than the elevator, yeah. right? Like yeah, it's yeah. three flights of stairs, you're going to do it twice a day. I was like, that's all I want you to do.
1: Well, but circle back to us talking about starting point. It's why we love a movie like, say, Rocky or any mm-hmm. of the movies in that vein, right? We, it doesn't hold the same appeal look at Rocky four, right? You have, you have Rocky and you have Ivan, and it is exactly that, that tale, by the way, which is what I'm getting to. And that is Rocky starting back over where he's, he's starting with nothing and Drago's got the steroids and all the high tech equipment and blah, blah, blah. As humans we're wired to love a narrative, a story Mm. where the most unlikely person works hard, perseveres, And succeeds greater than anybody expected them to. Like, what is it in our DNA? What is it in our DNA that makes us love that? And why is it so fucking true all the time? Why does it elicit such a powerful response, even from our couch? Right? We we like we we love it vicariously. Even we feel better about ourselves having just seen it. Mm. You know, without even being without even maybe consciously knowing it, let alone articulating it. It's just we're we're a very fascinating, you know, kind of uh, animal, kind of mm. transcendent animal. You know, it, it fascinates me to no end, which is why I think we probably see a lot of things eye to eye in the mm. idea of exploring different people, different people's opinions, different cultures. It just it's like it's like uh, turning on more lights in the room and seeing a little more and a little more of the room as you go and. You know, and, and that in and of itself is a step-by-step journey of life, you know, from the from the knowledge perspective.
0: Yeah, and once you embark on that journey, there's no going back, man. Like, you, it's addictive. You're like, wow, this is incredible. Like, you just you just want to learn and listen and, and, and talk to people. And you know what I mean? You're no longer this arrogant, set in the ways, closed-minded. I'm walking through life with my blinkers on type human being right you're like wow i've taken the blinkers off and there's actually color in the world rather than black and white you're like holy shit okay let's go see what pink is like and purple and fucking turquoise and all this shit right and it's What it's what
1: do you what do you think keeps people i'm sorry to cut you off but like what do you think keeps people from exploring that is it comfort I mean is it is it the idea that they don't they don't like new things that challenge them and so they don't want to know that they might be bad at it or it's too much work or like what in your opinion what keeps people from exploring the full range of things across the world
0: fear of the unknown So like fear if they don't know it they're usually scared of it and if they're scared of it they demonize it in their head to make them feel better I think it's I think it's fear of the unknown. Like and then obviously you can fucking make it into a modern way of like now propaganda and all that shit from Mm. media. And then you've got like other people around you probably in the same situation and then you feed off each other to keep each other in the same position. Because if you do something, they're gonna feel bad. If they do something, you're gonna feel bad. But I think the the bottom line is fear of the unknown, yeah. And maybe maybe fear of being alone right? You know, I kind of, I'm out here on my bob. Like literally the furthest place I can get from home, like 12,000 miles, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And you're like, well, not a lot of people like being on the road. And I think that does relate to one another of, well, oh, it's scary. I can't bat something off someone. Like, I don't know what's going to happen if I don't have that person. I was like, I always try and get this thought in their mind. I'm like, if everything left you, you know, every person around you, every item of clothing, every dollar, like you're literally and physically naked, right? You're going to survive because you'll figure it out. Like, gun to your fucking head, you'll figure it out. And if you put yourself in that position and that mindset, whatever, nothing will faze you, man. You might get hit a few times, you might get fucking scared a few times, but you don't have a glass jaw. You can carry on. Everything's gonna be all right.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I I think that's a good answer. I I don't know that I've thought it out enough, but I can say this. I I like alone. Yeah. I think yeah. that's where I'm I'm not saying that's the ideal place, but okay, you you needed a group of friends around to attempt something that was scary for you. Okay, can you do it alone? Right? So you're playing football on a team. What if you did what if you tried to squat the most weight you could squat in five years? You know, could you do it alone? And I get that nobody's truly alone. They have a network of people helping them, so on and so forth. I, I get that. I'm not anti-group or society, but I think I think the individual being the smallest unit of measure and actually getting to know who you are and what you're capable of and testing that and challenging yourself. And not relying on what peer pressure or expectations or, mm. you know, whatever else there may be comparison, comparison from, you know, the, the genetic freak on the Internet who can fucking deadlift a thousand pounds with their straps. You know, like once you get once you just rely on yourself, practice being reliant on yourself and achieving things yourself, I think you then become a better member of, of whatever group it is that you're in as well because you understand what each individual is going through to some degree again lenses experience being what it is it's a little different but there's a lot of there's a lot more commonality than differences i think oh
0: man like yeah okay everyone's got different experiences like you said and fucking whatever but we are so similar it's insane right like i'll come over here and i relate so heavily to sam owens Right, and they're usually built like brick shit houses, fucking literally a foot taller than me. I'm five ten on a good day, right? They are literally a foot fucking taller than me, right? And like more than double my weight. I'm ninety kilos. My mate's one ninety seven. More than fucking double me, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And experiences are the same. The way we think is the same. Everything's the same. But you look at us, and we're like physically opposites right? Yeah. Cannot get any fucking further apart. And I'm like, this is a great representation. I was like, cause we're really not that different.
1: No, I mean, I think everybody mostly wants the same thing. They, you know, they, they, they want their mom and dad to love them. They want to some challenges. They want to He's feel relatively secure. Right. Yeah. They, I, I don't, I don't, I've never, so my upbringing was, was pretty, I liked my upbringing because I got some urban, I got some country, I got a lot of maybe poor, but it got better as, as I got older because my dad was a hard worker and a smart guy. But I got to experience a lot of different things. And, and the, what I say to people is, is the thing that struck me about it wasn't the differences. The differences were so, they were either immutable or superficial or both, which I think, are, I think both are the same, to be quite honest with you. You know, wh- whether I stayed at a friend's house in an urban setting who was, also didn't have a lot of money like me, or i stayed in you know a trailer at, in the country it was all the same they wanted to be warm when it was cold they wanted to know that they could sleep through the night without worrying about things you know they they wanted they wanted to be told they did a good job when they worked hard and you know it, 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 it we're just so similar that it's odd to me how amplified some people can make the minor differences enough so to circle back to what we talked about before to make it tribal you know, or, or to make it an us versus them scenario. I think everybody benefits from the individual work and, and then bringing their best self to the group. And, uh, man, I, I love that a barbell is such a universal way of imparting oh, that, that idea, you know, those lessons that all, all the same lesson learned under a barbell, like a hundred different ways, you know, whether it's weightlifting or powerlifting or CrossFit or, general fitness or whatever it may be it's just it's you and the weight and you versus you and it's really quite pure
0: yeah man like it doesn't you know it's this non-discriminatory like it doesn't matter like anybody can put their hands on it and the Bible gives no fucks right you feel great it's 100 kilos you feel bad it's 100 kilos Like it does not care man and I think it's the best metaphor of life um, yeah. and I fucking love this shit, man. Honestly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's why I love to try to, I, I love the idea of talking about it and hope in the hopes that more people get involved in it. You know, it's not some mystical fix to everything, but it's, it's one of those, it's one of those things where if you treat it like habit, it has a, a tremendously profound effect yes. on your life. So, which is, which is why I wanted to help in strength sports By trying to come up. So my full time job is not my like my side hustle. My side hustle, so to speak, is is my apparel company that feeds in mainly to powerlifting right now. Uh, But I I like strength sports in general, as I just indicated, strongman, you know, CrossFit, all, all of these things, weightlifting. And that that was this is my attempt to try to, like, grow the sport so that more and more people see it you know, and more and more people get involved in it. That's, that, that is my move with Leffler Bros, my company. And, and I do that specifically because I've been powerlifting for five years and I've gotten, I mean, among other things that I've done in my life, I, you know, a lot of sports growing up, trail running, general fitness, you know, the whole spiel, but, but being able to make a habit out of something that's difficult Mm -hmm. and to incrementally increase it without ever being quite satisfied is like it's a very unique thing that it really drives a lot of. It really drives a lot of focus to your life, and it really permeates outside of what you're doing there in in such a tremendously positive way, that if I can if I can try to elevate it in any way and get some more eyes on it, I feel like, you know, I feel like I can go to sleep faster at night.
0: Beautiful man, All right? I got three questions, right? Okay. And then I'm going to have to shoot off, but I'd love to have you back and we talk a little bit more about you and and the brand man. Like, um,
1: yeah,
0: I'm, I'm fascinated with it and I didn't want to stop you. I think this conversation has been fucking epic. Anyway, I got three questions. What's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? Do the work. Mm.
1: I mean, I, I could stop there, but I'll expand because I can, I can throw it to my dad who not only said it and taught it, but lived it. You know, I watched him. Okay. I watched everything. Every good thing that he achieved was through, well, embracing the suck, doing the work and having a, a positive attitude about it, feeling blessed to be in a position to do it. Uh, if this is just audio, they won't be able to hear it. So I'll describe I'm pointing to a prosthetic leg that I keep on my table behind my desk. My dad had lost his, his leg from just below the knee. Okay. He was, when he had it taken off, he had been a, a runner. So it was like one of the big changing points in his life. So you would think this fucking, this, this grunty motherfucker just didn't stop. He just kept running and he, there was no, he wouldn't take a handicap spot. He would help people that were actually what he called actually disabled. And he never had a miserable attitude about it. I can remember he told me a story. He, was, he had to hire uh, um, some administrative people for his office. And so he went to the local college and had them send applicants over. And uh, what he did to try to test out their personality was he would have his secretary send them in only after, after he had gotten a couple of googly eyes on his stump with a little smiley face that he drew. And he would pick up their files so that they couldn't see him. They wouldn't be making eye contact, but he'd have his stump up with googly eyes and a smile on it you know and he said the first one that laughed he hired immediately the first one that wasn't afraid to just laugh because it was funny he hired immediately so small antidote in many of my dad but my dad showed me be humble and do the work just act like you've been there get the touchdown hand the ball to the ref do the work and then take the action so it's it's something that had a profound in, impact on me and the way that uh, in my worldview and the way that I approach, let's say, difficult tasks, especially.
0: Wow. I love that, man. I love that story as well. What a fucking badass. So. What a what a man. Um, what's the worst piece of life advice you've ever received?
1: It's okay. It's okay. You're okay. The way you are. It's anything in that vein I can't even say that I've received it I mean I've received it from teachers and like little league coaches I and I and it and I hated it I fucking hated it immediately it was it treated me like an infant Mm. I don't when I know I haven't done a good enough job I don't like being told that it's good Mm. I don't like being I don't like being belittled because what it tells me is is you don't expect much more out of me Mm-hmm. You think you're being nice to me, but fuck you, fuck off, fuck your mother. <laughs> Challenge me because I'll do it. I can do it. I'll work hard to assure that I can. Yeah. So don't fucking tell me it's good enough. Don't tell me I'm good enough. There's work to be done.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, what's three words you'd say, younger self?
1: Try more things. Mm. Clear, and I'd, I I'd, I'd say that specifically because when I was young, I was afraid to try things for fear. I would be embarrassed, you know, like a, like a one that stands out in my mind is because I didn't know if I was a good dancer or not, I wouldn't ask a girl out to dance on the dance floor at a prom or whatever. And, and instead of addressing my inadequacy, I made fun of people who did it for being stupid, you know, and that's, that's so for me, at 43, soon to turn 44, what I would say to my younger self and say to every younger person, it doesn't matter if it ends up on the fucking internet. It doesn't matter if you feel stupid. You're you're not going to remember feeling stupid. You're going to remember having not tried and feeling like a fucking coward.
0: Yep. So go do
1: it. Go do it. Go have fun.
0: Fucking beautiful. Mate, I appreciate your time so much. Uh, we'll link up like real soon, like next week or something. We'll go with okay. to- that
1: sounds, yeah. That sounds great, man. I've, I've had a blast. It's it's awesome to talk to you and I appreciate the invite.
0: Nah, brother. Like um, I'm forever grateful for your time, man. Like, it, it blows my mind, dude, that people want to have a conversation with me. So like, thank you again, man.
1: And you, and you, brother. Talk, All right. talk to you soon. I'll
0: message you in like five minutes time and we'll fucking link this up.
1: All right. Right on, brother.
0: All right, man. Bye, everybody.